What's up, all? Welcome to a very special edition of Not Another Podcast. Starring your flag, girl, Jay Marie, and me, MJK. In this very special episode, we will be talking about Netflix ESPN phenomenon show, The Last Dance, which is about the dynasty of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome, indeed, to a very special episode. Not another podcast. Season 5, episode 9, <laughs> dedicated entirely to the greatest NBA player of all time. Scotty Pippen. Black Cat. Black Jesus. <laughs> the man himself. MJ. Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Did you speak in saying he's the man? Did you know mm-hmm. Phil Jackson has top billing on IMDb? Oh, this, over yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. We're talking about the coach, guess, obviously, of the Chicago which Bulls. Which would kind of make sense because he is coach. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Can't judge head coach, harshly. head billing. There you go. So we're going to walk through each of the 10 episodes in a little detail. What happened in each of them. What we thought of them. What we learnt. All of the above. But and trust me, where we both came, like, we're introduced mm. to basketball surrounding all of this shit because of Michael Jordan. That's As right. kids, we were like six, maybe when all of this started kicking off. And it blew our minds every episode. There was something brand new that we were like, hey, did you fucking 100%. know this? 100%. Did you fucking know this? And then yeah. it, was, it was good just for memory lane, but also just learning so much new shit. Exactly. We grew up knowing exactly who he was and just seeing, I guess, really for us, when I think back to it, in my mind, what do I know of MJ? Space it was Jam. basically a highlight reel. Oh, that too, yeah. You know, like the slam dunks, the, the clutch shots everything that everyone remembers about him and just knowing he was one of the greats and that's about it. You don't know exactly maybe how many championships they're winning, who they're, who the other teams are that they're beating, at least for me anyway, <laughs> all the behind the scenes stuff. We knew him as the cultural phenomenon, exactly space jam, which will come off again later for one of the more recent episodes. Um, and everything that he meant to the 90s definitely was way too young for, to know about the 91, 2 and 3 championships. But we we're old enough to know what was going down with 96, 97, 98. Yeah, but we still but, clearly knew the impact basketball was making because why the fuck else would, were our yeah. parents taking us to go see Space Jam in 96? That's right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, And then I didn't really know too much about the show going into it. I just saw it appear on Netflix as coming soon, checked out the trailer and then realized quite quickly that it was, yes, about Michael Jordan, but more about the 97-98 season for the Chicago Bulls in particular and the all the controversy going on behind the scenes. Where they get the title from, The Last, the last Dance. Dance. Which, yeah, here we exactly. are. Exactly. Episode one. Episode one. We learned that uh, for, for whatever reason, thinking obviously that it will be the last time that you've got a Phil Jackson, a Dennis Rodman, a Michael Jordan, a Scottie Pippen, all in the same Chicago Bulls. Uh, like lineup, or just even in the, in the backstage area, etc. Mm. So they're like, "Hey, let's film this shit," which provides a lot of content for the documentary. And that's one of the first captions that comes up is like, knowing everything that's happening in terms of the political climate of the NBA at the time with the Bulls, they made that conscientious decision to film everything that season. And their general manager saying, "Players don't win championships." Yeah, I was like, Ooh. like right from the get go, I'm like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. 
He's yeah. talking smack and he's about to break up the greatest team of all time mm-hmm. instead of going for a seventh championship, which they were all very keen to do. Um, yeah, right off the bat. Like, no, nope, not a fan. Jerry Krause. You had, you had to say the man's name. <laughs> That's right. Everyone know, should know who he is. Um, and then, boom, kicks in that theme song, which is that opening piece of music you heard at the start of this ep. So, a little bit different to our trailer-like intro to normal. Oh, yeah, just in case. Spoilers. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, boom, cuts to credits. And then we get the backstory of Michael Jordan, his family, his life growing up, and... His college basketball de- years as well, which I'd never seen. I don't think any footage of before. Which I, because just to quickly how I discovered the show is because I came home and you were watching it. <laughs> um, I'd seen. You're like, how? I didn't know how I was going to access this. I'm like, dude, it's Netflix. Yeah, because because I, I said to you that I've seen a bunch of my friends posting about it. Like, oh. yeah, keen, can't wait. Um, and then I walk in and it's pretty much when they're interviewing his, his lovely mother. Yeah. And she was saying how um, it was more important for him to get a, an education as mm. well as athletics and stuff. And you're like, that's a good mom right there. <laughs> I like that mom. I support that mom. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's interesting because this show came at a time where obviously COVID-19 is a thing and the NBA at the moment doesn't really exist. There are no games being played and it's kind of filling the void of what is no NBA at the moment. So I can only imagine how many people are watching this show. It's number one in Australia on Netflix right now. It's, it'd definitely be in the top 10 for Ooh, other countries. Just quietly. Do you know what's number three in this country at the moment, which says a lot about how people... <laughs> is that the Kangaroo Jack one? Close. Or? It's, Kangaroo Jack is in it's, the top 10. It's in 10, the top 10. But the new David Spade film, oh, The Wrong, wrong Missy. Missy. yeah. I was just like, how desperate are people to see new shit? Like, yeah, exactly. Things. Yeah, especially in this time. But... Um, this is number one at the moment and it probably will be for a little bit longer. It'll stay in the top 10 for a bit, but it is filling a void for what is a lack of basketball at the moment and a lot of sports. So it's a very interesting time. I'm bad. LL Cool J featured in episode two. If you're into that early 90s New York rap, mm-hmm. which I'm not. Psych. It is all throughout the series. And you mentioned an interesting stat the other day about um, 90s hip hop um, being yeah, on the rise on streaming services. Specifically all 90s hip hop. Mm. None, none of that pussy ass New York shit. No, that specific stuff. Obviously, this is... We're going to be playing songs from the episodes. I always get my in. East and West Coast mixed up. Are they East Coast or West Coast? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. All right. But either way, that coast, they, they didn't have any good rap until Biggie came along. Oh, damn. Yeah, we might hear it. Well, we've heard him already, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I was like, we might hear him soon. <laughs> no, we already have. Episode two is um, a focal point for Scotty Pippen. Um, the cool thing about this is like MJ's being interviewed um quite extensively but you've got a lot of ex-players Chicago Bulls or not that are interviewed for this series um and very very recently so and a lot of other celebrities that are interviewed from Barack Obama to I mean the Carmen last Electra. yeah Carmen Electra who was dating Dennis Rodman um you get a lot of celebrity interviews within it a lot of uh cameos i guess bill clinton um, i forgot was it yeah, yeah and a lot of insight to how each of them were 
feeling about different events or MJ himself. But episode two is about Scottie Pippen and woo, I think that was like, I don't remember like tearing up in the first step, but I remember getting emotional Scotty talking about his family and his, and his dad passing and his brother ending up in a wheelchair or yeah, vice versa. Heavy. And yeah. it kind of established like this guy's gone through a lot to get where he is. It, 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 yeah, like you said, that was kind of very emotional because he was kind of saying it with so much sadness, but he was still trying to keep a smile on his face. Yeah. Like, you know, like you could tell he's still hurting from yeah. it. As how many of years later? I know there were so many raw emotions throughout this series, considering how long ago it was. Um, and then we're given insight to sort of how he got his start, how he joined the Bulls. Wait, wait, and wait! Who was he drafted to? Uh, really? not the Bulls. Yeah, that's Hornets. right. <laughs> yeah, he was sitting there in his little. Charlotte but he didn't Hornets. even play a game. That's what I they, mean. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They he, he snatched like, him up, and he was doing the whole. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing for Charlotte. And they're like, uh, are you aware of any of the talks between <laughs> Chicago and Charlotte? <laughs> right. No, I am not. <laughs> well, everyone's saying you're probably wearing the wrong hat. He's like, okay. Oh, dear. He's like, look, as long as I'm on a team, I'm getting paid to do what I do. That's what I'm about. But um, one of the most interesting things is hearing all of his statistics from that episode and what he was contributing to the teams and the league at the time. And he was either number one or number two, obviously playing again, you know, with Jordan at this time. Number one or number two for everything, for either rebounds, assists, steals, scoring he had the statistics probably better than mj but was the sixth highest paid player on the chicago's on the chicago bulls team at the time and 122nd in the league which is i now i think it's 32 teams i don't know what it was at the time mm. but you think that's a, a, Best, a yeah. bench of like what let's see, somewhere between 15 and 20 people yeah uh, way down the line yeah the, and you just sympathize with him because you know what he's contributing to the team and you know there's a lot of classic shots of Jordan where number 33 is right next to him um and he's just been that ultimate number two for so many years and he's accepted that for what it is but he was just definitely um undervalued not underrated well as the other Jerry said was uh if I was you oh, I wouldn't sign that contract and well he signed a contract and told him there's no negotiations after I think he signed for seven years or something. Seven yeah, years. crazy. I think, was it seven years, 17 million or something? Yeah, I think Which that was Grossly the underpaid even mm-hmm. for like, but he just wanted stability for his family, so. One thing great about Scotty Pippen, his deep, deep voice. Yes. <laughs> it's visceral. It's so, so deep. I, um, I didn't even do it remotely justice there. He does visceral. make some questionable choices throughout some of the episodes. One with yes. the surgery for an injury because he's beefing with... It was Jerry at the time, wasn't Probably it? both the Jerry's, yeah. Yeah, both those bloody Jerry's. Um, and well, then obviously... That was the first time he teased to trade him, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, correct. Yeah, he was like, I'm not coming you. back. And another time when he didn't agree with a play that was outlined by Phil at the time. And I think he stayed on the bench and let Steve... No, who shot the shot? It was a Kuchek. Kuchek, which we can talk about this later. Was when Michael wasn't on the team. Yeah, that's right. So a couple of times like, oh, and there was some articles there and I was online. Scotty Pippen not happy with how he's betrayed on Last Dance. I'm like, oh, I think he still comes across as an ultimate champion. Like MJ still has his questionable moments as well. It's not like everyone's a shining light on that show whatsoever. So, Which is kind of insane you think about it because MJ is like the producer for that show and mm. he's still allowed certain things where you go, mm, I wouldn't have thought he'd want to talk yeah, about that. his character's in question. Yeah, especially with his bully yeah because that comes up problem. a yeah. lot um so that's quite interesting he's tr- obviously trying to just depict this very honestly um 
And yeah, I really liked episode two because I just learned so much about Scotty P and have so much more respect for him for all of those good choices he was making and the way that he contributed to the balls. Episode three is dedicated to our boy, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, what's up? <laughs> nice of you to join us today. Oh, please, I wish I was Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, damn. You got to wrestle with Hulk Hogan. Oh, son. my God, that was in episode 10. But um, we can mention it now because I was watching it tonight and going, man, Mofo would love this. Do you remember that happening? Of course. Do you have right. any idea? I don't know if you remember this. But no. When did we he were... actually wrestle, by the way? Yeah, yeah, he what? did. He was not very good, but it wasn't meant to be a good wrestling match. It was get, meant to get people to tune in. Pay oh, money, pay and it would have, 100%. He's but in the middle of a playoff. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I had two basketball jerseys when I l- previously lived with you. One was number 31, Reggie Miller, mm-hmm. Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. The other was Dennis Rodman, number 91, Chicago Bulls. Nice. That guy was my fucking world at yeah. that point because you don't understand. No one, like, I was just like, oh, that's Robin the crazy tattoo hair guy. And then he turns up in wrestling. I was like, ah. <laughs> my mom Worlds bought me collide. tickets because they did like a real, like old school wrestlers. The wrestling show was terrible and he never ended up coming. But we bought tickets because he was supposed to headline oh, the tour. And I was like, Rodzilla. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But um, one thing I didn't know is like how dominant the Detroit Pistons were, especially in the era of. Dennis Rodman yeah, being you there. Yeah, he was a two-time champ before I know, right? Before getting another three. Um, and their aggressiveness on the court, their physicality in the game. Um, I loved learning about some of these teams. Interestingly, like so many of them are just crap now, like New York when uh, or the Phoenix Suns when they've got the, the Charles Barkley episodes and Pistons are all right. Pacers are all right these days. But yeah, it was crazy because... A lot of the people that turn up to talk about it, mm. I only ever knew from like the baseball cards or again, oh, sorry, baseball cards. Yeah, basketball, basketball cards. cards. Yeah. Or again, like the video package highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a friend who's really into basketball yep. has like a basketball video and mm-hmm. shit you can watch. So seeing guys like Isaiah Thomas and then, you know, Supersonic Sean Kemp. Yeah. And just all these fucking dudes. And I was like, ah, I remember you. Seattle, and names like Seattle Supersonics yeah, before they're OKC. Yeah, which anymore, yeah. Loved seeing all of that sort of stuff and then the old he, footage. Again, on top of that, I had, as a kid, had no idea who the LA Lakers were, who mm. the Spurs were. Jeez. I don't even know if Golden State were a thing back then. No. But obviously, episode three, our boy Dennis... It's about him at the Pistons. It's about recruiting him to the Bulls. Everything that he offered as a defender and a rebounder in particular and sort of his progression into the the uh, infamous party boy that he became known as, which kind of overshadowed his importance on the court, to be honest. Um, and I found that all very, very interesting, especially seeing like what he would do in between games instead of going to training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even up until 98 in the middle of a playoff. And there was that meme going around, obviously, like if you Literally ever want to... shows up on WCW Nitro smoking a cigar with yeah. Hulk Hogan. And Eric Bischoff on commentary goes, oh, I guess I know what he's doing instead of going to practice. <laughs> yep. But also, I think that was the episode two where Phil and MJ realize you just got to let him go. He's got to have that outlet. He's got to get it out of his system. Well, Rodman even said he's like, I'm going to do it either way. Yeah, exactly. So I, might I as well give permission and not make it worse than what yeah, it is. Definitely paraphrasing, but he was just like, I need this because it's my lifestyle. Yep. Like, 
and and I'll still contribute to the game. Yeah, he's like, it's gonna. He, however, he convinced them to say it's not gonna take anything away from my performance. Mm-hmm. And I they, don't know. They clearly trusted him. I think action spoke louder than the words. I think That's he'd it. done it once or twice and performed each time and went, all right, we'll have to trust in that, trust in the process. Um, so it's interesting to see where he was going, like, I've just got to go and then spending those two, three days in Vegas. And then that's what inspired that meme going around. Like, have you ever wondered how important Dennis Rodman was to the Bulls? All you have to see is uh, MJ going to Vegas to go bring him back. Strictly (laughs) just to say, come on, Dennis. Let's go, Dennis. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Carmen Electra hiding in a closet or whatever. Oh, Oh, my God, yeah. She's one of the interviewed uh, guests as well, saying, like, this is how I saw it when all of this was going down and – but it was interesting too seeing how his personality changed from moving to the Pistons to the Bulls from dating Madonna. That's kind of the person who gave him a bit of license to go, just wear whatever you want, have your big earrings, have your crazy hair, your big hats, your oversized coats, just do it. Like the pajama pants that you wear yeah, everywhere. Yeah, do your thing. You do you, as they say these days. Um, so it was interesting seeing his progression in personality, knowing where he'd come from with the Pistons, knowing what he offered to the team, seeing the behind the scenes of his partying ways and the outlet that he needed, and then just knowing him as a freaking force in terms of rebounds. Defensive superstar. Defensive superstar. So, mad respect. Has he got a sign-off for us? No, he wouldn't have. (laughs) He's out. He's in Vegas. He'd literally just throw up a peace sign or something, I reckon. He's like, see you. No, he wouldn't even say that. Just ah. literally peace sign and then probably like, you know, bow his head because he's so fucking tall. It's like, don't want to think that he's looking down on you. Just hit the <laughs> button, kid. Hit the button. A lot of hip hop dudes like talking about how they're Jedi's and shit. <laughs> how they're God. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Look, they got nothing on Black Jesus, and that's what we're talking about right here. Um, episode four. Is he anything like Korean Jesus? Don't be bothering Korean Jesus <laughs> with your problems. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. That's 21 Jump Street. Oh, Ice Cube. okay. <laughs> Context. Yeah. Important. You're welcome. Uh, episode four, what do you know? Yeah, the Pistons got an ass whooping. This is, they finally beat the Pistons because they'd lost them twice now, or at least the once, and they have a shot at the NBA title for the first time. Eastern Conference Finals. They beat them 4-zip. That's right. Mm-hmm. For the win, right? They no, first, they no? to go into the, the right. finals. Ah, and then they play Lakers. And then they play the Lakers. Do, do tell us. Magic Johnson, and one of the greatest forwards of the time. Vlad Divac. Why do you keep forgetting? I don't know. Just Apparently he was important. <laughs> See, we're learning a lot, not just about MJ here. Um, I don't know what else. I can't remember episode four specifically. Well, it was just about how they had to adapt to the roughhouse because the Pistons were the absolute force for the last three or four years. The one where he starts to buff up as soon as they lose. So the year before. He starts pumping iron. And he goes, I knew I had to, do, I knew I had to change. I don't yeah. know who he is now. What voice that is. Oh, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, me, I want to be Eddie Murphy. Like they lose and the next day he goes straight into what would be he pre-season, but goes up well to ahead of time. and says, yo, I want to <laughs> work this into this. And he's pointing at a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but he goes, that's just, that's insane. You'll blow out your knees. It's too heavy. And he goes, all right, well, make me bigger at least. 
So I can roughhouse Isaiah Thomas because I don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. respect him, but I don't like him. I asked for height, respect, but don't like. Because we need to, we need to absolutely destroy. And then... Because he's still pretty lean at that point. Like, got the skills, but lean. Couldn't offer as much physicality against someone like the Pistons. And then we see, like... Uh, not to say that Scotty Pippen seemed like a fucking introvert or anything, but like I'll, the rest of the team are like, nah, you know what? Actually, all we need is a little bit of aggro and we mm-hmm. can match whatever the fuck Pistons do and do, probably do it better. Exactly. And then... And they did. <laughs> is, that, is that where we see their first... Yes, their first championship, 91? Yeah. Okay, good. 91. 90, and they had Phil at this time? Or they had a different coach at this point, no, right? No, no, no. Phil's, Phil's there. Phil coached okay. him for every Excellent. championship. Absolute legend, that guy. Um, but yeah. First billing on the last dance. That's right. <laughs> As previously mentioned. Uh, no, that's a that's a good guy there. Unfortunately, you know, part of the controversy in this 97-98 season, if you don't know, is he's told pretty clearly that he does not have a position there next year, championship or not. As, As MJ says, 82 wins to zero. He still won't have a job. Yeah, they said start of the season. Literally, I think mm-hmm. verbatim was. Mm-hmm. So you're saying even if they win the championship, I'm saying if they win the championship, with 82 and 0, we're going. That's right. We're going into a rebuild stage. That's right, the rebuild stage. And guess what? It's 2020, and they're still rebuilding. <laughs> you know who this kind of reminds me of? Not that Carlton are any near remote a powerhouse like this team. No, they've been rebuilding mm-hmm. for. I started really paying attention to footy around 2004. Look, they lost. They won. They. Lost to the Ruse in 99, so they were still pretty good then. But So it's been at least 20 years. But like the, their point of right. rebuilding has been since before that. Mm. I remember going to, where was it? Oh, it was Melbourne. Fuck, yes. Space? With Paul Chapman and his dad. We did a road trip. Oh, cool. Because the wrestling was coming from what is wrestling. now Marvel Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was the first time they were coming to Australia in fucking like over two decades or some stupid shit. So we were like, oh, fuck, we got to go. So in one day, well, actually, no. First day we get there after the long car trip, we go play some epic mini putt and it's dope. Then we go to the house or wherever we were staying, relax. Next day we go watch a game, Port Adelaide versus Carlton. At this point, this is 2002, mm. Carlton are sucking eggs. There's people, Craig Bradley's playing for free. Remember that guy? He was like 40 years old. <laughs> and every, because they're it all, been MJ. they're all wogs who are Carlton fans and that's okay to say. And they're like, oh my God, if like Bradley leaves next season, I'm tearing up my like membership and stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting, and me and Chappie got on TV because we were sitting with the Carlton members because Chappie's dad had the connections. So we ended up being on TV and he was like, all right, here comes the camera, pretend to look sad, even though we're going for port because Carlton are getting fucking <laughs> polack. So we're like, Mm-hmm. So anyway, put, put on saying, a show. What I'm saying is, is this, this is nearly 20 years of rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, and similar to uh, well, similar sh- timeline. Yeah, where it just hasn't happened yet. And actually, something I didn't mention for that was there in episode one was those shots of the stadium in Chicago before MJ. Yeah, how Chicago. it's practically empty. Yep. Um, for the basketball team, like the hockey team was bigger at the time. Was oh, yeah. It? yeah. The Bruins the, yeah. were huge, still are. Um, they were getting the crowds and the interest and the numbers and the money. Um, and then MJ is recruited and within, what, four or five games, he stands out very quickly and the stadium starts to fill up. Mm-hmm. And that was something that really resonated with me from episode one to see 
just what he brought to Chicago, to the city of Chicago and to the sport. Well, not to mention just like they weren't a laughing stock, but they were kind of just known for having pretty like, close. oh, we're just, these guys are here to collect a paycheck and party and do drugs. and That's right. Yeah. yeah. He was walking into the change rooms and do, locker rooms and whatever, and whatever. And they're like, yeah, join us. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I'm going to go do weights now or <laughs> something. I'm going to go shoot hoops. That's right. That was something that was there as well. They just weren't taking it seriously. And then MJ, he brought it. Yeah, if I if ruled the world, I ruled the world. I'd, nice. I'd definitely go raw, no rubbers too. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Just ignore the lyrics. Listen to the beat. <laughs> it played in the episode. It played in episode five or episode V, if you want to refer to the Roman numerals being used in the official titles. Which I do, shit. Uh, this episode opens up with a very quick caption of in loving memory of Kobe Bryant. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. Okay. What's this episode going to be about? And it's twofold. One is like Kobe at this point in the league, Kobe has been drafted and is playing for the Lakers. But um, because of that um, story being prominent in this ep, uh, they do actually interview Kobe before his death about all of this. Drafted to the Hornets. Yeah, no joke. Never played a game. (laughs) Oh my God. What are they doing wrong there? Someone's just doing things better. Well, you know that if they're ever going to do anything good, it's now because Michael Jordan owns them. Well, this is true. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, you see Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte yeah. Hornets, yeah. Um, despite playing Bulls and Washington and whatever well, else. But yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte, that's right. He's North exactly. I do know. Does he still own them? Yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, this episode features Kobe Bryant and it has a lot of footage of them playing each other, but they had... In the All-Star game? He had a lot of admiration for him, yeah. That's right, the All-Star games in this app. Because I, I remember you pointing this out to me because we were watching him on something like... Mm. who's better out of you lebron and someone who's like me like he's honest but he's also fucking humble because mm. he was saying like you know pe- people come up to me and say oh if you were one-on-one you and mj he's like no everything i learned was from him yeah you know that's that? right he does say that they have a lot of respect that's what i picked up a lot of respect for each other as well um and then obviously because I mean, you could see jordan clowning in the in oh. like the change room to, at the start he's like oh, you've seen this young cat this yeah, young lakers, yeah yeah the young lakers kid yeah, yeah that's right he wasn't in the room but they, they were talking about him for sure like all right let's see what he can do you know let let's uh let him uh tell that story but um this was also the episode where they look at uh the olympic team what year was that 92 it had to have been because of how the Olympics works. Yeah. Yep. 92. Um, you know, the dream team, yes. But then the, the other interesting thing was uh, <laughs> this is the first time that <laughs> they put NBA players into the Olympic team Which did for basketball. Clarity of I asked the guys in the office and they said they were just elite basketballers, just not in the league. So the next level down, college basketballs, mostly okay. basketballers. So real young guys, but with a lot of skill who could hold their own. And, yeah, this was the first year they put NBA stars in, including Michael Jordan. Who was the guy that he was like, don't want him in the team? Oh, Isaiah. Right. Isaiah, I don't know how you say it. Isaiah Thomas from Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, right. Yeah, I had every box ticked, like I'm paraphrasing again, mm. but I still didn't make the team or whatever. And these are the guys, it's because like, he didn't shake his hand. Here's the criteria to make the team. Oh, you've got it all, but you're still making the team. Yeah. But yeah, cause his, and his reasoning for not doing it was because 
whatever, where the year before the Bulls, like they lost, mm-hmm. you know, after getting roughhouse and they still went and shook their hands. Correct. And Michael never forgets apparently because he's a black cat. Do cats forget? I'm thinking of elephants. <laughs> they land on their feet. <laughs> I don't know. Well, exactly. And it's somewhere where we learn, might be around this time that we're learning that MJ likes to use your words against you. So if you're going to say something to him like, yeah, he wasn't too good tonight. He's like, all right, watch out for the next game. Right, that was definitely a later episode. But yeah, we can talk about it well, now. Well, I don't know. He's, he's definitely, it's definitely mentioned pretty early on. This is episode five. Yeah, it was seven or eight. Okay. That he starts we to be like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we, can, we jump around here because they talk about each championship and shit. We're just focusing on Well, stuff. that's the thing as well. If people haven't realized it goes back and forth between it starts in 97, 98 in episode one of them going to some tour in France. Yes. Right? That's how, that's some of the opening footage actually. Just quietly on the, that opening footage too is mm. when like the kids just like bouncing on the spot getting his baseball signed from when he was a baseball player yeah. you know in his car window and shit that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. is that the one where he sees the car coming he's like no, I think he was just... <laughs> okay. just really really nervous and excited um so i can't i can't remember what i was going with all of that I'm but sorry oh no you're talking open... about oh that's right it's so starts in 97 98 because that's the whole focus France. of the sh- the doco series obviously and it goes back and forth obviously it starts there and then it goes back to the 80s and looks at him in college and winning the championships with North Carolina and being drafted and all these things. And then whoosh, goes back to 97, 98 and just goes back and forth, back and forth in each ep between those two times. And that's something I've said as well to a few people is this would, e- this would be an easy rewatch of a series. Could watch it again with the same sort of attention and appeal. Um, but I'd love to see it in order. You know what? Like numerical order. You but it'd what? be hard to do. You know what? Can I tell what? you something? You know yeah. what? Tiger King came out this year. Mm. You know what? This is this is better. Oh, this is insane. Um, potentially the best docuseries you'll ever see, even if you don't. Oh, like I, yeah, hundred percent. And I've had um, women that I work with who say, "No, not not a basketball person, not even a sporting person. Know who MJ is, but that's about it." And their partners are watching it, and they've tuned in and gone, "This is very interesting." What are they, detectives you work with? Yeah. Yeah, FBI, FBI. Burt <laughs> Mack. <laughs> well, I think one CIA, but never mind. Um, so, yeah, you really don't even need to love basketball to love this series. It's just that good. And uh, the other p- interesting part as well with the Olympics is the um, Reebok <laughs> made all of their <laughs> uniforms. Yes. And it's probably – we've missed the mark here, but in an earlier episode – Nike is a big conversation because MJ's a big Adidas fan. He wears oh, a lot of their stuff. Let's Nike just talk recruited about him. it now. Yeah, yeah. So they were trying to find him a shoe deal before he's even played a game. Oh my god! He yeah, barely been on the court. So for the them. only thing Nike was famous for was making track and field shoes. Yep, that's so right. People in the basketball, everything else. Nah, they no, had interest no interest whatsoever. Adidas did rule basketball yeah, 100%. and cons. That's Which right, Converse. Because there's no they showed all those 80 ads from the 80s. Yeah, um, and then so this Nike company comes along and he's like, well, Adidas is my brand. And they're like, yo, dude, we are like years away from making a basketball shoe mm-hmm. like for you to like what you're looking for kind of thing. He's like, all right, let's go with Nike. Mm. He put Nike on the map. Son. Oh, 100%. Air Jordans. Air Jordans. Still, you see everybody wearing them to this Yeah, it's definitely still a thing. It showed stupid Justin Timberlake was in an episode. I'm like, that's the least... Interesting thing about this whole doco series is his two quote, cents about quote, lining up for Air Jordans. Whoa, hold the phone. You don't like about Justin JT. Timberlake? I, I don't he mind him, but I don't. He put on the map. 
he just does not belong in this series. Sorry, he doesn't belong in here. Cold, the way, way we're talking to... about it is kind of like how he is. I don't he care. Loved, I don't and also, then have us in the show then. But we're not famous. Damn it. Like he is. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on but that, anyway, another Reba. podcast screenplay. It's, it's going to drop. It's happening. Next Keep, month. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> he's very dedicated to Nike at this point of episode five. And uh, there's that footage and all of the photos where MJ has the American flag after they I should point out they win the gold medal at the Olympics that year. No surprise. Um, when the they're American on the team sponsored by Reebok and he, oh, who's, who's Jordan Hall for? Who no, pays right. his bills? So he uses the American flag, like wears it kind of like a scarf around his neck to purposely cover up Reebok. He's in the cargo. I ain't, I ain't showing that. I'm, I ain't wearing that. He's gangster But he fuck. has to, but he's like, all right, I'll do it. But I'll do it on my terms. He's so <laughs> such a trickster. Okay, I'm wearing yeah. Clearly, I'm wearing re- the Reebok uniform that the rest of the team clearly can be seen in. But I'm not going to show the logo or the the sign to make it very obvious. And yeah, it's quite interesting to see behind the scenes conversations about that and his dedication to Nike. But that was a fun fact. You just told me that that's your ringtone. So basically, you're just saying, like, hey ho, answer <laughs> your phone. Exactly. Oh, pick wow. up, pick up. Okay. Episode six. Shit. Episode six is MJK's least favorite episode. Why are you going to focus on the man's downfalls? Because then we can, yeah, well, that's right. That's what you didn't like about it because this revealing book comes out and all of this <gasps> scrutiny starts to focus. Since we've been talking about gambling. this, it's gone down a point one. Oh, <laughs> what is it? 9.6 now, isn't it? 9.3. It oh, went from really? 9.4 to 9.3. 9.3. Since we've been talking about Every episode's like 9.4, 9.6, 9.3. No, oh, no, wait. Sorry. <sighs> I just punked myself. Oh, sake. It's episode four oh. I'm looking at. So episode it's 9.6 overall, I think. No, 9.4. You oh, get okay. your fours and sixes mixed up. That's you in a nutshell. <laughs> get your whores and your sixes <laughs> mixed up. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, a revealing book comes out and there's a lot of media scrutiny in regards to MJ's quote-unquote gambling problem. Um, so yeah, it's quite see, a negative he still had some focus on winning an Adelaide's third championship. That's right. He He's says, very focused. But well, they he don't says sit. in this episode that the driving force to win that third championship mm. was because Larry Bird didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Larry Johnson didn't mm-hmm. do it. Like That's three right. in a row, he was just like... That's right, the teams did, so Lakers and Celtics, but those players weren't associated with no, it. No, 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 I think they were the first three-peat franchise. No, conference, yes. No, I don't think championship. Right, conference. you're just talking about conference. No, no, I'm talking about the championship. Ah. Conferences, I have no fucking clue. Eastern and Western. Because <laughs> didn't, like, I think the Cavs or even Golden State recent memory, um, they've played, like, five champ. Who's Who's Steve Kerr coaching now? Yeah, Golden State. I think they've played in five, like, the championships yeah, in a row, but they've only won three, which correct. I say only. But I know, five. right? Yeah, they've had that plenty of championships. And you'd like, Steve Kerr, damn, player and coach. He's got a number under his belt. Um, and so that yeah. number is six. Is it? Uh, episode why, six? Is that why you said it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this has kind of a negative focus. Um, 
and it's like people are sort of just saying like when this guy's sitting on a pedestal people want to just be able to knock it down and we don't know is this guy real is this guy human let's find a way to to make flaws out of him so that we can humanize him definitely in his corner where like oh okay see this guy with all his success well here's everything that's wrong with him and Mm. that was kind of like a lot of people's focus he ain't so big fuck that guy Mm. They just wanted to be able to put him down somehow if they could and be responsible for it. But this is a man that loves his golf. And, you know, $100,000 to MJ is probably $10 to us. So he's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll beat you for 100 k It's not as big of a deal. He wasn't in debt. He wasn't out gambling in Vegas. He was putting bets on card games on the plane and the team bus. Well, this is all And we in his know. golf game. This is, this is all, all we know. We know. That's right. That's right. Um, we do see him as a bit of a recluse through some of the episodes and just hiding out in his hotel room so he can get some peace and quiet oh, from so everything. Oh, a buzz on, smoking his cigars. Oh, man, he loves that cigar, doesn't he? It's like a common th- It's like a character. <laughs> it's fucking the size of him, too, a comically large. Yes, that like, one at the, the closing shot yeah. of the whole doco series. You're like, I love damn, I've never seen that before. smoking cigars and mm. drinking beers after games. After then, game, before like, game. The coach is walking in smoking <laughs> a cigar. It's like, okay. They're like, is this floor a smoking floor? They're like, it is, it is now. now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's kind of hard, but I think this is also... That's what she said. Oh, no. The episode where... I learned for the first time like about the the physicality of the New York Knicks. They kind of taken over from Detroit's role as the yeah, who, who who played the Knicks. Go on now. Um, go on now. I always say is that you? How do you say it? Patrick Ewing. Ewing, yeah. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Spelt. Ewing and the <laughs> New York Knicks um, become the dominant force to reckon with, and they sort of give them quite a physical. Um, opponent competition, whatever you want to call it, and they're the team Step to beat at this point. Game. Yeah, they're the team to beat, and you know what? They do. They get that three peat for the '93 championship. You know what they did? They went in there and they said, "I'm Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan, and I forget Paxson's first name, and we're gonna win. <laughs> we're gonna win." And they did. And they did. And then, of course, '93 happens. MJ retires. And why? I'm pointing at you with the glasses. Because of his father's death. No? I can't remember. I'm asking. Hey, you, you asked the question. Yeah, Episode it's, 7 it's, we're dealing with in a minute is the death. But yeah, um, he does retire. We see in that episode with all of that scrutiny and extra attention for the gambling, it takes, it takes its toll on MJ. He has to isolate himself in the room in order to get some peace and quiet, as I said. And it just is like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Um, I'm leaving basketball. Well, we'd say forever, but it's more for now. And he said actually that he can't conclusively say if it is forever, but yeah, yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. He does state that. Um, and this is where he's like, "Yep, I'm out." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Outcast taking us into episode seven. Tune. 
water tune and watching this show has gotten me downloading a lot of 90s hip hop also known as good music that's right and i'm thoroughly enjoying it so that's another thing that this series has given me um so episode seven picks up um right after his retirement and i I, 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 this has to be the episode where it deals with the death of his father because this is one we watched together. A lot of this we watched separately. Here's the synopsis. Crushed by the death of his father. Yeah, so, that's all you need to know. A mentally exhausted Michael yeah. retires in 93 to move to play baseball. Yeah. I but what I do want to mention... Slotted in the word move there for no reason. ...is the fact that we both didn't realise he was murdered. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. looked at each other, Fuck. jaw to the floor, going, what the fuck is happening right now? We just assume being young again, he passed. Oh, it was cancer. They're explaining that fucking he's kidnapped. He's taken out of his car. It's bashed in. He's missing for three weeks, mm. and then he turns up dead. And you're like, what the heck? Like it's another thing being so young when this is happening that wouldn't have known unless we were told. And again, it's a very different time. So there's not social media and all these and things again, influencing what, us. What are we seven eight? Maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what seven eight year olds watching the sports news? The news and or like, the news in general would have been sports on sports tonight. Was that what used to be? That on sounds familiar. 10? Yeah, that used to air at like ten thirty. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean bedtime, man. Bedtime. Bed at eight. Um. So like the start of this app, we're like, what is like? We were just sort of. Well, I was personally. I want to speak for you, but. Just shocked and mortified and up tearing up. Shook, yeah. I, <laughs> I was tearing up going, oh, God, I'm going to cry. Cause bitch, this I got is... daddy issues. I, I, I broke my heart. Yeah, I'm like, far out. I don't not know this. Like, totally understand him wanting to just step Fuck down. play baseball. Because he'd kn- his whole basketball life, he'd known t- to be there with his dad alongside him. And he's, like, going to honour his memory and play b- baseball, which is the first sport he ever played. It was his father's sport. And so he, what team does he join? Uh, I think he was recruited by the White Sox, but That's right. all the footage they show is with their feeder team, which I forget what they're called. Maybe the Pirates. Yeah, okay. And there's a P on his White hat. Sox, yeah, I remember that coming up. Because um, the other Jerry owned the White Sox. Right, there's your connection. Nice. Yeah, I had no doubt in my mind that if uh, baseball didn't go on strike, that he'd be a major league player. Mm-hmm. Again, paraphrasing. But. And this is obviously where he, he famously wears the number 45 for the first time in honour of, of his dad. Um, so we do see a lot of the um, footage of his baseball career. And we know it. I guess I kind of knew it in that, you know, he did okay, but not that great because of Space Jam. Because well, there's the scenes in there where he's inflated how shitty he was. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy going, curveball, do not swing. I told like, you not to swing. Took my shot. Took my shot. Um, I think maybe that's where I just got the hint that baseball was going to be very short term and eventually he would be enticed back to the game that is basketball. But yeah, what we learned from this is this is where he felt lost all respect for Sports Illustrated for saying that he that's was right. a garbage baseball player. Yeah, this is one another honest moment for him. And also that he was still going to Chicago Bulls practicing practices and just playing pickup games with the boys. Yeah, there's one player in particular that is like, just come play or just come hang with us. And he was going like once a week and then he's there every day of the, the week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And especially as well because, again, the baseball was on strike. Correct. He had he nothing else to do. And then he was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to play basketball again. And the, um, yeah, the media were well onto this, like, is he coming back? What does this mean? And we would find out in episode eight. 
yeah, this is the episode where he had to fire himself up with thinking the kid said something like, oh, good game, Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, even before that, he has to announce that he is coming back. So his PR or whoever it was wrote four different scripts. Yeah, yeah, like he was just like, okay, <laughs> this nope, is how you that's can do not it. good. Nope, that's not good. Okay, Michael, just, I'm going to do, do it, it on my terms. And you can see the transcript there of exactly what he wrote to announce his return. And it said... I'm back. <laughs> and that's it. Classic MJ style. And he's right. That's all they needed to know. What else did they want? It's exactly what they needed to hear was, are you back or not? They got their answer. And all they needed to hear was, are you still doing Space Jam? Because mm-hmm, this is now 1995. Um, and he's announced he's back. He'd obviously been training with them quite a bit. And now he's shooting Space Jam before he even gets back into the Bulls uniform. No. Because it's playing with all the other players no, this between is when, Space Jam. This was when Dennis Robin was like, yep, I'm definitely joining the Bulls because he played the end of that. No, it would have been start of the 94-95 season, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I'm, these seasons fuck me up. Was it 95? No. Nah. Still not there because he filmed it in 96. Well, it came out in 96, which means he would have filmed it in 95. All right, let's go with that because they played a season. This is what I'm saying. No, no, no. He played. This is where the 45 23 comes in. Correct. Because they played up until. And then they they lost the Eastern Conference final. Yes. And then the next season was when everything picked up. He had to change his whole body type because he changed it for baseball and said, I've got to yeah, previous get episode, back physically. The guy was yeah. like, yeah, look, Mike, this mm. could be detrimental to your, your basketball mm. body. He's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm about baseball I'm now. I'm a baseball player now. But obviously we see some behind-the-scenes footage of Space Jam and we see they build a basketball court for him so that he can do that before, yeah, he, during, and after scenes. He said, yeah, scenes. I, I need a train. And they said, We'll take care of it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll build you a whole stadium. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. And then he, and he's like, and I had a whole little fucking stadium to work out in and right. play ball. So they give him a stadium and a gym. And then he's like, yo, Ewing, yo, Rodman, yo. Reggie Miller, yo, Miller, everybody. like all these people playing like a pickup match in this makeshift court slash stadium. And I'd read somewhere, this is something where I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. I'm definitely back. Like, this is what I'm here for. And he starts changing his body, uh, ready to, to make his return. This is where some of them, some of the other players from other teams were like, dude can't be human because he's on set for like eight or nine hours. Yes, takes that's two right. two hours off in between that eight or nine hours to train. Yep. And then after that, he's playing three hours of pickup. Yeah, it's like, where does he have this energy? But he's like, look, I'm not where I could have been at if I had stayed in basketball. And he understands that. But obviously, do we do see in that same episode him return with number forty-five, and it doesn't really go too well um, for quite a few games. And then there's that comment like number forty-five ain't mm. ain't like number twenty-three, and he's like, "That's all I need." And this is what we were talking about before to fuel the fire to come back even better. And the next game, he's got number twenty-three back on, and he starts to find his groove again. He hits them dunks, <laughs> them shots. Yum. The dribbling. Free throws. Mm-hmm. With them, them three-pointers. And it was even at, at one point Off where court. he's making up stuff that someone had said to fuel the fire. And because he acknowledges, he's and like, he yeah. he fucking punked that poor kid out hard too. Yeah. He absolutely destroyed that kid. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name or what team he played for, but damn. 
What when they he outscored him and then he's like, all right, I'll do one better and outscored him in one quarter or one half or something, wasn't something it? Like yeah. That, yeah, he's like, all right, say what you want, but he admits in that ep, like, he didn't say that to me. I made that up. I yeah, needed something to yeah. motivate me <laughs> and fuel the fire, and that's exactly what he did. And you and I actually uh, watched Space Jam Sunday night, didn't we? And it was a good watch. Mm-hmm. A very and quick watch. I bought it on DVD. Yeah, a good 89 minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray's in it, for anyone out there who likes Bill Murray. That's right. And there's a few shots like um, in either the change rooms or the front row seats in the stadiums where you've got a lot of Hollywood celebs. So Jerry Seinfeld's in one episode. Leonardo DiCaprio's in the last ep. Oh, Bill right, Murray, yeah. Bette Midler. You see these people in the... In the oh, seats at the front. Oh, no, but Midler. And you're like, oh, even the celebrities are drawn to what is a celebrity in MJ. Well, not to mention just courtside seats oh. in, any, in the world of basketball. That's where the celebrities, if you, you know, that's $2,000 a ticket right there. They can afford it. Um, but most importantly, MJ is back. Episode nine, KRS One. Thank you for taking us into that. No, get fucked, KRS One. KRS One. <laughs> now, episode nine only aired as of yesterday, the eighteenth of May, with episode ten. So a lot of people finished the series last night. Uh, we're recording here on the nineteenth. Um, episode and this will be nine. dropping on the twentieth because Jade's like. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like it's past my bedtime right now. Um, this episode, um, this is where we start to see that back and forth timelines start to um, close in on one another, and it focuses around their championship win in ninety six, ninety seven. That ninety seven win, um, but it starts off with a bit of background into Steve Kerr's family life. They're like, did you guys ever talk about your fathers? And I'm like, oh god, what's what's going on with Steve's father and it goes back to some uh, um, stuff from footage of his dad in Beirut and he was murdered. He was shot there. Kidnapped and uh, yeah, kidnapped, yeah, similar. And the guy whose job he was uh, the successor of mm-hmm. was also Also beforehand, murdered. yeah. And the whole family had moved there for the dad's job and you could see, you know, with Steve having to relive getting that call while in college that he, again, was still very, it was still very oh, raw man, for him. Of course, it would still just Getting quite emotional. Um, so it was interesting sort of seeing that they actually had that in common, but they never um, discussed it or used that as a way to bring each other together. Men of the 90s, they, that... Yeah. yeah. But this ep, then it turned into sort of that the winning shot that Steve... Steve her takes in the 97 championship and his funny speech at the rally after they win to say what did he say (laughs) it's my story and And i'm I'm sticking to it it. in that you know i'm just like oh i can't take this shot anymore it's gonna have to be i guess i'll do it again (laughs) picking up your slack um so yeah and again i think that was mostly Oh, it had a lot of um, your boy in it, Reggie Miller. Yes, yeah, so a little bit Indiana Pacers, please. Of Reggie Miller, mm. is, uh, I named uh, my dog after him. Mm, that's right, my dog of eighteen years. So every time I'd be like, "What's up, little Reggie?" I'd be thinking about that <laughs> that skinny nice. individual who was a really good ball player and famously the mo- the most notorious shit talker. Uh huh. 
Yep, and uh, they who well they face off. Yeah. yeah, they face off against the Indiana Pacers. Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and quite a few times in that episode, Reggie Miller actually says, "You know, we were the. I feel still to this day we're the better team, but they had that." Um, championship the experience yeah like yeah. that he's it like, went a long way that is something that you a lot of people don't value mm-hmm. you know like and he's just yeah like, good point and um you know i'm not making excuses <laughs> <or> anything, <but laughs> that's i'm listening to him and i'm like yeah i mean there's a reason why people go three in a row it's because they create this aura about themselves and they've got the experience and they, they're clutch players so yeah and they had a lot of the key players was consistent as well that goes a long way the coach is consistent um, there's a lot of the same people Not there. after this. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then they sort of just have their eyes set on getting that second three-peat. Yeah, as you do, because why wouldn't you want three? Three is better than one unless it's kids. What? <laughs> unless it's kids. Another part um, of the that episode, episode nine, was his relationship with his... Person, one of his, one, his security guard team, there were four or five of them, but one of them in particular, he admits, became a father figure to him after his dad had passed. I think his name was Gus. Sounds about right. Yes. But he said that he made a conscious decision to his entourage to surround himself with older men, wise men. Yeah, you know, that's right. Like none of them looked like they could protect him in a fight if we ever got to serious Honestly, business. No, but yeah. it was just, as he said, he created a bit of an entourage um, to sort of feel safe. And this is someone he looked up to. And something we didn't mention in the previous episode when they win that 96 championship, there's some pretty uh, tough footage to watch of MJ um, in the locker rooms after the win, just lying on the floor, hugging the ball, bawling his eyes out, just thinking about his dad. Obviously not being there with it's him. It's just heart-wrenching just thinking about it right now. But mm. yeah, and up. they're playing a, a Jose Gonzalez cover of Teardrop by Massive Effect and it just works yeah, perfectly. It, yeah, it definitely picks up on the emotion. Mm. Bulls versus Utah Jazz. That's 97 and 98. The big uh, face-off there in the last episode of the series. Will they – the funny is like, will they win the 97-98 season? Like, Jade, this was 12 years ago. We already know <laughs> they won. But it's like, how do they get there? What's the story? And that infamous shot of him taking his last shot with six seconds to go to seal the win – is quite iconic from that moment. But right mm. here, right now, plays in that. And it's awesome. Game, what number was it they won the championship? That's game six. Right. Mm. For the second time. They beat Utah the year before in game six. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Who were the stars on Utah then? Malone. No, that was... Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Wait, was Wait. it? Wait. Yeah, it have to have been. Yeah, yeah, it is. the other guy Purple. who's talking about it, the mm. little white dude... I yeah. say little, he's probably like 6'3". Yeah, probably. Like Steph Curry is a small player. He's 6'3". Yeah. Um, yeah, we see a lot of Malone and they sort of outline why they were kind of a force to be reckoned with because they had such obviously a great record. And they mentioned too going that before game one, they're like Chicago Bulls have beaten every team this year except yep. Utah Jazz. You're like, oh, okay, the stakes are high here. Definitely. Um fatigued we go into game six Pippen's got a sore back 
he really you can really see it as, of him running on the court that he's in pain and he's struggling. Um, but he's a decoy. They use him as a decoy. Yeah, a decoy. Wow. To, track, to, to distract the rest of the team. Um, this was also the playoffs in which Rodman went missing briefly to go do the WWE. <laughs> That's actually WCW. Oh, okay. Lady. And then they bring back the footage of him in the next game and he's like, rebound, rebound, rebound. Yeah, he's just a fucking force, force to be to reckoned be re- with. That's right. Exactly. Finish Took the words right out of your mouth. I must have been when you were me. You have to mumble it. Um, so we obviously see this all come to a culmination. We don't, we're not skipping back and forth anymore. We're here to look at the 97, 98 and um, them winning that second three-peat championship. Just scratching my chin on my microphone. Do not make noises. Um, you see them at the rally. Oh, my God. The number of people at that rally after mm. that 98 championship was insane. Oh, probably mostly there to see if they're going to come back for... They were all saying, like, let's go, go number s- like, yeah, seven six. Seven is, is heaven, good, but yeah. seven's heaven. Seven is heaven. Let's then, just go for it. Every one of them dancing around it. Well, we'll see what happens next Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the person asking questions behind the camera is like, so did it upset you or did it make you happy to end go out on a high and at your peak or did it madden you? He's like, no, nah, I'm mad. <laughs> to this day. To this day. I'm, I'm mad about that. We could have taken a seven. Oh, we need to point out that this is your favorite episode because his kids finally showed oh, up. Oh, I know. I, I was saying what like... What did I just say? One's good. Unless there's three. How many kids he's got? Because oh. <laughs> you do see a bit of footage of them just sort of behind the scenes, him walking around locker rooms and stuff like that with them when they were real young and they still would have been young at this point in 98. Um, and they were talking about how they didn't go to the Utah games because... No, they were there, but they, were, they oh, weren't in the stadiums. Right. Their mom didn't want them amongst oh. the hostels. Well, you were saying about episode nine too, that white lady that's in the crowd. Just oh, like, my God. The pace is... Yelling. And there's a dude in front of her who is hating life. He's like, oh, my God, He just shut has to up. get up and batter her. I mean, again, that's a poor <laughs> joke, but like... In his mind, he's like, I wish you were a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could do something about it. And then each of them sort of reflect. There's a few of them. Robin, Pippen, Phil, Michael, reflecting on what that championship meant to them. And it sort of ends with a few and captions. motherfucker other Jerry oh, yeah. gives his reasoning why. Oh, there wouldn't have been a finance. What we'd be getting out of him and what we're paying him wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. And then Jordan's like, Even though too you e- tell me. That if we ask X player, X player, mm. X player, X player to sign a one year contract, yeah, go for a seventh, including Phil, yeah, mm. tell me, tell me they wouldn't do it, yeah, and, and, and no one can answer no that. No one asked me, he said. And then it states there that Phil retires, MJ retires, Scotty Pick- Pippen's traded, Rodman is released, uh-huh. whatever that means. But I don't think he played again. And Steve not Kerr, the, not for the Bulls. No, Steve Kerr is traded. I know that Pippen went to Houston for a year and then played oh, three years at least for. I knew it as of six, seven weeks ago when I was watching episode two. But all I know is he finished his career at the Bulls. He played one last. season. He did have one last season there, um, and sort of stat list these things like, yeah, all right, they really all did. Leave and move on, oh, like they said they would. Because the other Jerry, the, mm. the, the, the little, the annoying yeah. one. Yeah, that um, guy. His last year as general manager was also happened to be the year Pippen came back. Like, he's gone. They're like, hey, Pippen, come back. He's like, yeah, I'll come back. For oh, <laughs> that Jerry guy's not there. I'm keen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, they just reflect on what was the di- or what is the dynasty of the Chicago Bulls, and that's right. And then it says like these people are traded, da 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 da, and it said. Chicago Bulls begin their rebuild and that's where the end credits come up directed by Jason Hewer, whatever his name was. And here we are now. They're still rebuilding. Here we are now. I ain't seen a championship since. The don't last think. time that they, well, the sports media and also the fans got excited was when D-Rose was there and I reckon that was the That was a orts. little while ago now. I got, yeah. I got the jersey. Um, Butler was there for a year as well, which was exciting, but nothing came of it and they, those two players were only there a year and they moved on. Um, D-Rose was there for a good chunk, but then he fucked both his knees. Yeah, right. Can't like, remember that. Because he even made the cover of 2K. You know, like, that's how big of a deal yeah, it was. Yeah, that's $7 on the store right now with a mass sale. 2K20, the latest one. <laughs> a mate mentioned that to me today. I'm like, oh, that's actually to, tempting because I, I don't really play sports on there, but it's cheap. I need to go top up my wallet for my yeah. PlayStation store. I'm like, I would, it's like 40 gig, very much worth it. In this time, especially. Well, yeah, get out there, watch some basketball. Like, watch this series one hundred percent. Play some two K. Play some two K. Go uh, play some pickup in in your local courts while that's still allowed. Stay home. I mean, stay home or go and just play basketball by yourself <laughs> where there's no contact. Shoot some hoops. Um, but definitely check this series out. I would happily watch it again. Purchase on Blu-ray, all of the above. Um, you know, loved I'd, it. I'd happily five out of five. Have them do a second dynasty series about another team. No, about Chicago. But oh god, where is this going? <laughs> I just more interviews. I don't know. Yeah. Talk more to Charles Barkley and the rest of them. They didn't even interview Shaq. Yeah, no. Well, he obviously. I mean, he didn't wasn't want significant to, to anything no. ever. The well, was he? He was part of that Orlando team when Horace was there. True, yes. Horace had more attention than him. I was mad at Horace because he wasn't on our team. That's why I was mad at Horace. Yeah, because he was at Bulls and then Magic, right? That mm-hmm. was the order he did it, yeah. Um, five out of five for me for this series. Oh, an easy five. Mm. Fuck, yeah, it's like no hesitation. I'd say 5.5 out of five. If five. you could give it anything more, it's, yeah. you know, in school times it's an A+. plus. It doesn't get much better than this, so... Um, Go check it out. Enjoy the shit out of it. Enjoy the shit out of it. We will talk to you next time and hopefully there will be more to talk about. See you then.